0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to leading off with True Blue LA. It's Eric Steven with you on uh, Thursday, uh, July, on the morning of Thursday, July 9th. Um, the Dodgers have an early game today. It's an eleven uh, o'clock Pacific time start in Chicago on Getaway Day against the White Sox, and uh, it's going to be the, it's the rubber game because the Dodgers came back and won on um, Wednesday night. Um, they they did not score in the opener. They Took care of the offense pretty early on um, on Wednesday. With and they ended up with three home runs. Um, the first was by Will Smith uh, in the first inning with a runner on. And Eric Karos, who's working this series uh, with Joe Davis uh, as the analyst. They've been sort of you know rotating um, folks in and out on the Sportsnet LA broadcast. But uh, I can't remember he did this one other time this week. I can't, I can't tell if it's where uh caros is making a lot of predictions and then i'm just noticing the ones that he's getting right or if he's really like on a roll here because it's pretty funny um will smith's up you know smith is always like seemingly his numbers end up really good usually anyway um they're kind of down this year but he's he's like still hitting the ball hard and it always seems like his expected numbers are better than the actual numbers and he seems to get uh Hurt by or hitting into like really hard line drive outs a lot. That's what it seems like. I don't, I don't know what, exactly what the numbers are this year, but it was just kind of funny. But right before, uh, as Will Smith uh, is batting, Caros uh, on the Sportsnet LA broadcast said, "This is a guy right now for me that needs to have production. He's been hitting the ball well, but you need to see some results." And literally, the next pitch he hit over the left field wall, and <laughs> they had a pretty good time with that on the uh, Sportsnet LA broadcast. So that got. It ended up being literally all the all the runs the Dodgers needed. That was a two-run homer. They did add two solo home runs uh, later on. Um, one by uh, Cody Bellinger, the other by Trey Turner late. And with Tony Gonsolin on the mound, that is more than enough Love late. He's been um, the Dodgers' best pitcher this year. Um, he went six innings on uh, Wednesday. That's the... Fifth straight time he's gone six innings this year, and you have to note that like before this year, Gonsolin had never lasted uh, six innings in consecutive starts before. So going, he's the the sort of one knock on him has always been, or you know, like consistency, uh, being able to like pitch in games. They it's either been last year he was basically it was sort of a lost year for him because of his he had shoulder inflammation and was never really fully healthy all year and he spent two long stints on the injured list and never fully got right he averaged like under four innings a, a, a an appearance they weren't all starts but like um he just wasn't as effective not able to last deep and then in past years like in 2020 when he was really good um sometimes they didn't trust him to last deeper into games. so like thinking you know his stuff would wane after like 75 pitches. He's getting better at that, like in lasting deeper. And that's what sort of made him, uh, like transformed him into like potential um, all star. The uh, all star ballots are out uh, as of Wednesday. Um, now, you know, you, fans can't vote for pitchers. So those are all determined by the players and the commissioner's office. But Tony Gonsolin making a very strong case to be included uh, on the National League All-Star roster, which is this year at Dodger Stadium. So it would be, a, you know, there's still six weeks before that. But um, right now he's uh, he's 7-0 and with a 158 ERA. That'll play just about any year, any time. And uh, he's been excellent so far. Um, I was, I'll put a few links in the notes uh, here. For today's episode, but um, there's been a, some a few really good uh, pieces written on Tony Gonsolin of late. Um, talking about efficiency, um, Fabian Ardia wrote about this in the Athletic last week. Uh, Clayton Kershaw was kind of uh, at times needling Gonsolin, like e- either in this year and possibly in the past as well. Um, especially when, say, he would fall behind guys early. Uh, And, like, not recognizing their tendencies. (laughs) This is the quote from Kershaw in the the Fabian Ardaya piece. That was the stupidest pitch. You just wasted an opportunity to be ahead of a hitter, and you probably cost yourself maybe five pitches because you're working from behind the whole time. And it just seems like Gonsolin's been able to sort of, um, you know, uh, sort of get past that and and do do really well. Like, uh, on Wednesday, he only really had one, like, hiccup inning. He allowed a home run to uh, Jake Berger in the fifth inning to lead off the inning, and then he gave up a double and a walk. Um, th- those were the first three hitters in the inning, so he-, he had two runners on with nobody out, and he ended up stranding those other two runners. So it was a 3-1 ball game at that point, so that was huge. But that was really, like, the only threat against him, and that that's just really helped him to go deep uh, in uh, just about every game this year. I, I know early on... Um, not many people were going deep just because of the shortened spring training, but six innings uh, five times in a row. (laughs) He's gone six innings six times all year. He did it five times in his previous three years combined. So it's been just a wonderful run uh, for him, and he's been doing really well. So it wasn't just Gonsolin on uh, Wednesday against the White Sox. The Dodgers bullpen has been, you know, struggling a little bit of late, um, and, um, just, uh, you know, a few guys here and there, but they, they got really good work tonight from uh, Yancy Almonte, uh, Bruce our Gratterall, and then Daniel Hudson closed it out. Um, Hudson gave up a, a two-out hit to Yasmani Grandal, old friend alert, um, and that was the only base runner allowed in those last three innings, um, Gratterall, um, had allowed three runs in each of his last two games over the weekend against the Mets, um, but otherwise he's looked like pretty good this year. Like those were you know sort of outlier games for him, but he looked pretty good tonight. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's it was, it was about as good of a win as you can expect. Uh, solid game. Uh, back to Gonsolin just for a second. It's funny because the home run to Jake Berger uh, snapped a streak of 14 consecutive scoreless innings for Gonsolin. And then we go into Thursday where uh, Tyler Anderson has a 26-inning uh, scoreless streak uh, headed into that game. And it just sort of goes to show you how impressive uh, Oral Hershiser's record streak is of 59 innings. Uh, that as good as Tyler Anderson has been, and he's been really, really good, you know, 26 innings in a row without a run. Uh, he's still less than halfway to Hershiser, which is incredible. But, yeah, so, you know, Gonsolin set the bar high. Uh, There's been a a couple other uh, recent articles on him. Um, uh, Jack Harris uh, of the LA Times had a feature on on, uh, Gonsolin on Wednesday, and he talked to assistant pitching coach Connor McGinnis, who uh, also had Gonsolin in the minors. Uh, He was a pitching coach in Rancho Cucamonga when Gonsolin was there a few years back. And Gonsolin was a two-way player um, in college, played outfield, uh, hit, and, and pitched. He didn't really concentrate fully on pitching until uh, the Dodgers drafted him. So, it, you know, it's been kind of a, the, the, that's by, it's been sort of a remarkable rise given how relatively late he's been like only a pitcher and sort of, uh, he's always been sort of old on the prospect side, but um, uh, he's, you know, just, it's mostly because he didn't fully devote um, time to pitching. He was doing, you know, both things. So, um, but one of the things that McGinnis would do to sort of calm Gonsolin down back then was uh, have him swing a bat on the mound. Uh, it, he said he, it looked kind of silly, but it was just a way to get him in sync. Um, and the quote from McGinnis uh, later in the article he says, Most people around the league uh, don't have the weapons that he does. Uh, and once he found that rhythm and tempo, he just took off. And then, you know, Gonsolin sort of rose p- pretty quickly once he sort of figured it out in the minors. And then. You know, made it to the majors, and he's been he's been pretty good. Like even last year, um, in a year that was very frustrating for him because he wasn't able to pitch deep, and his underlying numbers weren't as good as his overall numbers. But <laughs> he's out, He pitched in a lot of jams. We also pitched out of some jams last year. So uh, he's just generally been really, really good. Um, and it's it's always been a matter of like what what's his role going to be. Uh, there's another um, sort of more technical breakdown of. Um, uh, Gonsolin's stuff from Jared Seidler at Baseball Prospectus. I'll link to that as well. He noticed, you know, Gonsolin's like a four-pitch pitcher. Uh, specifically, his slider's been really good this year. Increased break, slower, uh, excuse me, his splitter. Uh, increased break on the pitch, slower speed. Um, this is what Seidler had to say, uh, sort of almost wrapping up the piece. Um, Gonsolin is clearly a starting pitcher in repertoire and command. The argument now is basically whether he's an innings limited mid rotation starter or a true ace moving forward. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a, an excellent start for Tony Gonsolin, and um, you know the Dodgers are looking good now. We, we talked yesterday about sort of plans going forward with, um, and we've talked over the last week about the Dodgers on minor league rehab assignments. Um, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, is going to start Sunday. Dave Roberts said uh, uh, on Wednesday uh, that's the last game of the series in San Francisco against the Giants. Um, and then Max Muncy, it looks like um, he could be activated as early as today on Thursday against the White Sox. He played second base, went zero for four on uh, Wednesday night. He hit a walk off home run for Oklahoma City on Tuesday. He played four games in Triple A. Two games at third, two games at second. He went two for fourteen. Um, Roberts uh, earlier today um, said that um, one of the uh, assistant hitting coaches, uh, Aaron Bates, went to Oklahoma City with uh, Muncie and to sort of monitor him and you know see how he's doing. And they were sort of let letting Muncie like drive it because basically the main thing is like how does his elbow feel and is it restricting him that sort of thing. And the, the, the sort of word is that he feels comfortable. At the plate right now. Obviously, the results have been terrible all year for Muncie, but um, they've started um, Eddie Alvarez the last three games. Uh, not you know nothing against Eddie Alvarez, but I think that's sort of where they're coming from on this. So like, and obviously Muncie, if he's anywhere close to right, is is you know really really good. Just generally, he has a pretty low floor. Although he's like Bellinger last year, he's testing the theory of whether that's true or not, but. We'll see. Uh, So he could be activated as soon as today and possibly in the lineup. So we'll look for that. And uh, that's about it for us. We will talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening, everybody.